Hi, Daniel. Thanks for speaking to us this afternoon. Um, a few days now to reflect on the defeat in the first game back after the restart. How's it been for the players? Have you had to pick them up and remind them again there's still a battle to be fought and, and keep that hope alive? Yes, it's, uh, it's always the same uh, after, uh, after a loss and uh, especially after a disappointing result in such an important game. It's always the same directly after the game. Uh, and, you know, you, you want, uh, want to kill and to die or probably both or something like this. And uh, the day after is even, is even worse. So um, it's, it's important then, um, yeah, to, to let the emotions calm down a little bit and then to analyze it in a, in, a, um, in a pretty calm way and in a pretty objective way. And this always was what helps. So it uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't help to close the eyes or not to speak about this or... To distract, it's uh, the thing that really helps. It's more like to go into the details, to analyze uh, what uh, what was was good, what went wrong, what, where were the reasons why we why we lost this game, and this this always helps to 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 move forward. And uh, this is what we've done, uh, especially the day uh, the day um, after the game, and then yeah, after after one or two days of disappointment, then uh, it's it's also not so it's a. We have to draw a line under it, and we have to we have to keep going. And uh, in this mood, we will uh, play the next games. Uh, we always ask managers about picking players up after a defeat and so on. For the manager themselves, though, who who picks you up, or do you need picking up, or or, or do you think it's, it's my job? I can't afford to to dwell on these things because I'm I'm the one who's got got to keep everyone going forward. Uh, first of all, I have to keep my uh, myself uh, up uh, as well, without without any doubt. So, uh, as you can imagine, so of course, uh, when we lose a game, uh, everyone in the club is is disappointed. Our supports are disappointed. Uh, everyone who's connected uh, with this fantastic club is, is disappointed. And uh, believe me, so in the dressing room, um, there's no one more down than the players or uh, or me. But it's also important that you show uh, some some uh, leadership. And to be honest, so I can't uh, anyhow then pretend that I'm in a, in a, in a brilliant mood and, and I'm celebrating dancing on the table. Uh, not at all. So uh, we were all down, and, but then it's also, also important that, uh, so to, to handle the emotions and, and to keep your cool and, and stay calm. And then, um, yeah, like I said, to, to analyze it, to speak about the things that were good in the game, to speak about the things that didn't work and uh, then to, to keep going. And uh, when you want, want to lead a... a a group of players and, and in general also a big group uh, with the staff members and in general so to more or less like you're in a responsible and leading role for the whole club you can't allow yourself uh, to to be um, yeah too down after a loss or also not to, uh, to be too high after after win so you always have to try to to stay leveled and uh, that's my job and yeah of course it's sometimes also not not that easy uh, because uh, of course you were hoping for for a perfect start into this uh, crunch time period and you're also a bit, a bit disappointed then, but then after one or two days, I'm um, working so long, meanwhile, in this business, um, yeah, then you're ready to go again. And you talked about analysing what went wrong, what went right and so on. You did try something different in that game against Southampton. You tinkered with the formation a bit. Do you stick with that and, and try and get it right this time? Or do you think, well, that didn't work next time. Let's go back to what, what we know. It's always uh, the same, and, and we are always uh, always self-critical. Yeah? When we lose a game, uh, you you would do uh, everything in a, in, a, in a different way the, the next time. But that's quite normal. I'm, I'm working uh, so so long and uh, in this uh, this business that I exactly know how it uh, how it works. Yeah, when we are in our four two three one or four one four one uh, setup. Yeah, for example, uh, last game we played against away at Sheffield United. We were unbelievably solid in, in our defending, but we lost this uh, game because of a uh, goal in the first half. 
uh, one null, then everyone after such games says, oh, it would be great to, to play with two strikers up front. And we played, for example, just the second half with two strikers up front, uh, up front and were pretty close to, um, to equalize the game. And everyone said, no, we have to attack the game more. We have to be more brave and bring more offensive players on the pitch. And then the next game, it's more or less, you are also forced to bring all the offensive players on the pitch because more or less all the other key players in the defense are injured. You go for it. You have a home game. You want to attack the game. You want to win the game. And you lose this game because your, your um, yeah, individual defensive behavior was not great enough. Uh, then everyone says, oh, you can't play with two up front. So this is a quite, quite a normal reaction. And um, it's always the same. So it, it, it makes no sense to... to um, to search for any excuses or whatever because you can't win such a uh, such a discussion yeah? because um, everyone can always say listen uh, you, you lost the game so um, so you have no arguments and we know this so in this in this terms it's always uh, always important to uh, to stay self-critical and and uh, to watch it yourself and and to speak about okay what could we have done better uh, no one knows if, if we would have started with uh, trying to park the bus, if we would have won the game against, uh, against Southampton. Um, we all know that for us on, on this level, it's, uh, with, with our opportunities, it's, it's uh, difficult. And we need to be there more or less um, with a with top-class performance and everyone has to perform on this, on this top level to give us a chance to win points uh, on, uh, on this level. That's, that's a situation for, for our club and with our financial opportunities as a only self-funding uh, club on uh, on this level, and we are realistic. And for that, um, we exactly know. Okay, um, yeah, individually we were not there with our top performance uh, in this in this game, and then of course, then also not uh, not as a team. But um, yeah, we we spoke about this and tried to be then there with a with a top reaction also in, in the in the Everton game and uh, want to be at our best again. And uh, you did beat Everton this season, of course. You beat them away from home. They've had a few changes since. What's different about this Everton team that you're going to come up against? Yes, first of all, um, it was definitely a, um, a fantastic, fantastic performance. Also a fantastic uh, result for us, Chris Park. So in, uh, in general, um, yeah, we, we were there pretty, pretty close to a, to a perfect, perfect away match, but we are still full of respect. Right? We know that we can't compare ourselves with a, with a club like the, the size of, of Everton. So they have top, top class players, uh, even for this um, uh, Premier League level. Uh, the size and the potential of the club is, is amazing. They have an unbelievable experienced coach. They um, have so much quality, especially in the offense and uh, in, the, in, the, in the midfield position. So they have so many options and we are pretty respectful. But we have proof that we were able to, um, to beat them during the season. And this is also like yeah, our claim. We want to find, um, want to find some, some solutions in order to, to bring ourselves um, on the pitch, to bring our game on the pitch and then hopefully also to be, to be effective there because we need to be effective in order to use chances. It's always difficult against the Carlo Ancelotti side to, to create chances and, and many chances. I think one key topic will be to be unbelievably effective in, in using our situations and uh, yeah, hopefully we are capable to do this. Other teams around you lost as well. So that situation, other than you've played a, a game, an extra game, you've got one game fewer to, to play, but the situation hasn't hugely changed. Did it give you encouragement that you saw that other teams around you lost and the, 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 they didn't manage to get away from you and extend the gap? 
No, just a realistic view, yeah, because for each and every team, and especially also for the for the teams who are involved in the relegation, it's not easy to to win points on uh, on uh, this level. So that's quite a realistic view. But if I'm honest, we're not sitting here and and playing for results that go in our favor. We just concentrate on ourselves. The last one or two game days are a bit different, yeah, because then when you have once you when you have a chance in this moment, then of course you're hoping then for a result that goes perhaps a bit in in your favor, but. It's, uh, we know that it's, it's still up to us and still in our hands and no one can, can uh, help us. But on the other hand, so if we win our games and our, our points, and it's also like we don't have to hope uh, for, for, for um, any help with any other team. So for that, we are just fully concentrated on ourselves uh, because we can't influence the other results. We just uh, focus on what we can influence. And what we can influence is, uh, first of all, to be there with a hopefully top-class performance. And then also like to to grind the uh, perfect result out. You've had a chance now to not to look not just at your own team, but how everyone else has come back after the restart. Have you learned anything over from this first week back that perhaps you couldn't have known before we went back? And has any anything looked different from how you expected? Well, first of all, I was of course fully concentrated more like on, on our next opponent, and this was more like the concentration. But I I think in general you have to say that. Um, of course, it's a bit strange to have these games behind closed doors, and the atmosphere is, uh, is different. And yeah, sometimes when you're when you're not um, when you're not playing in front of your uh, own supporters, then the intensity looks perhaps not on the top level. But uh, to be honest, it was it was half expected. We had an unbelievable long break, more or less not the um, chance to to play a proper amount of uh, of friendlies, and it was the same in Germany. I think the first one or two game days, you could realize okay. Uh, the quality is, is still good for for these circumstances, but perhaps not on the uh, on the best level already. But uh, once you are there with the second and uh, third game, then it's more like you're coming more and more into your processes. This was what we could have learned from from Germany, and I also expect that um, then more or less like um, on the second and third game day, it's more or less like the same intensity and the same level of quality uh, what we have normally. Yeah, of course we have to keep in mind that we have a have an unbelievable uh, busy schedule yeah? and also like the temperatures will be probably pretty pretty high so it's not that easy uh, then when you when you play um, all three days and especially not for for a club like like us who is not the biggest squad and and uh, unbelievable amount of uh, of options and we can rotate uh, more or less uh, the whole starting lineup between the games so um, it will be also like a pretty pretty exhausting and, and difficult period and uh, you also have to have to work unbelievably disciplined, but um, yeah, that's what we are all facing, and from for that, no complaints. And I expect that from game day to game day, more like uh, more or less, uh, the quality of the games will even improve. And just finally, from me, and you, you touched there about um, the intensity or, or the amount of matches that you're going to have to play. What sort of shape is the squad in after its first 90 minutes back, and of course, taking a into consideration injuries and so on. Yeah, it's always important, like like more or less after um, after um, a summer break and a prison normal season to have the first game done. It's because uh, yeah, in the first game everyone is a, a bit more nervous and and uh, doesn't know exactly who he where he stands. And of course, you're always hoping for for top class performance and good result because that's good for the confidence. Yeah, when you lose the game, um, yeah, because um, yeah, so something we have to be honest. In the second half, they were better than uh, than us. 
yeah, it's of course not that you are uh, in unbelievable great mood anyhow. So, uh, but we know uh, what what went wrong in this uh, in this game, and we spoke about this. And uh, yeah, in general, so I praise the lads even before. So also from the from the physical data. So I can't complain complain too much. Uh, we have of course um, the special players with a special yeah physical um, more like. Uh, Body conditions, and we can't change this. Uh, we, we we go with the with the players that we got, but within their conditions, I have to say they have worked pretty pretty hard. And also, when you compare in a in a in a quite objective way, what we have, for example, covered in distance and explosive distance, and in general in distance, we were better than many many other teams in the, on the on the first game day. Of course, um, you won't rate it uh, like this uh, when you just judge uh, the game because then you're disappointed and also the body language is, of course, then not that great after after loss and looks always a bit, bit tired and something like this. But in general, so physically we are we are prepared. Um, it's it's up to us to prove uh, to uh, also to prove if the quality is then definitely good enough in order to um, to win as many points as we need. But that's definitely the plan that we try everything all to do this. Thank you very much, Daniel. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Roger. Cheers. Okay, Alex, I'm not going to bring you in to the room. Okay, Alex from PLP, do you want to uh, unmute yourself and if you wish? There we go. I think you're still on mute, Alex. <laughs> now you can hear me. Hi, Daniel. How are you? Alex Hi. Aldo, PLT. Hi. Let me just record as well. Okay. What's the latest team news ahead of tomorrow? No new injuries, I hope. No, no new injuries. So for that, also Marcus Tieperman is available for tomorrow. So last game I had to do without him because of the... Um, yeah, more like the effects that he uh, had to self-isolate after after the coronavirus situation, but no new injuries, and uh, that's uh, good news in personal terms. And you've said it's important for the players to keep their heads up and, and remain calm. What's the atmosphere like at the training ground? Have you managed to keep the players calm? Yes, like I mentioned before, so first of all, of course, we were all disappointed, yeah, straight after a game, and um, it's more like, um, yeah, when you when you lose a game, you're unbelievable down and disappointed, and the day after is even worse. So, um, but it then helps always to to analyze the game, and that's what we've done. And for that, um, yeah, I think we are we are prepared then for the for the next uh, huge challenge and uh, next yeah big game for us. And what are you saying to your players at the moment? What's your general message for your players? In general, it's always uh, always important uh, because I have to lead a group that I'm not too down after loss and also not too high after win. It's more like to to stay levelled and and uh, to stay objective and to analyze the game. That's what we what we have done. Of course, we spoke about the um, topics where we have to improve. We also mentioned a few points where we were definitely good in. Yeah, for example, the first 20 minutes uh, it's more like it was uh, was a pretty good period in the in the game. We uh, put lots of pressure on them, so I think it was a created um, for example um, more set pieces more uh, more corners more wide area free kicks than, than ever during the season and created several good uh, situations sadly we were not effective enough in order to to go and lead but of course we spoke also about the um, yeah the defending behavior in the, especially in the second half and uh, that was the reason that we lost the game and 
yeah, the one thing is uh, is to speak about. The second thing is to work on it on the training pitch. But then it's like up to us in order to to bring it also into the next game, and that's what we're hoping for. And you've already spoken about that win away at Goodison Park earlier in the season, back in November. Does that victory give the team a bit more confidence going into the game tomorrow? Well, in general, so it's it's a long time ago, but we know when we are good in our topics and we are all uh, at the top of our game, then we definitely have a chance where, wherever we go uh, against whoever we play. So we are always respectful. We are on this level, yeah, always underdog in, in each of the game, and we know this, and we have to be at our best. But that's always uh, the plan, the claim for for uh, each of the games. So to be at our best level, and yeah, of course, because of the individual quality of the other um, clubs of the other players. And also, you you have to hope also a little bit that they are not there with their with their best days, because in terms of individual quality, each and every club has a big advantage in comparison. In comparison to us, we have to be honest and realistic, and it's also important to to accept this. But we know that when we are good in our topics, that it's then also difficult to beat us, and this is also the claim, like to make it even more difficult for the opponents to beat us, and it should be the other way around. We want to be as successful as possible. Yeah, and the win at Goodis Park is also a good sign. Uh, when we are good in our topics, we definitely have a chance. I'm sure you watched the Merseyside derby. What did you make of Everton's performance in that match? Yeah, like uh, like expected. So it's um, they have um, unbelievable amount of quality players. So also when I watch a bands, um, the players who uh, who came in into this game, uh, big quality. I think also probably a few. Injured players will also come back um, for the game against against us. It's a huge club with huge potential, unbelievable experience towards Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, his teams are always well structured. They have a clear plan how to create chance in the offense. They're well structured in uh, in the defense. It's so difficult to create chance. Even a, a top side like Liverpool was was struggling uh, to create enough chance in order to win this game. And um, in the second half, and Everton was also capable to create perhaps even the biggest chance in the in the, in the a whole game and we're pretty close to win this game so it says a lot about the the quality of the players the quality of Carlo Ancelotti and the quality uh, of the club and we know that we are the underdog in this game we face a huge task but nevertheless um, yeah, we want to be as successful as possible and that's that's a claim for tomorrow and some positive news for you is the return of Tim Close his first start in 10 months against Southampton wearing the captain's armband as well are you confident he can step up in Grant Hanley's absence as well? As captain, yes, we we know that uh, we we were hit pretty much um, with the injury curse during during the season, especially of key players in the uh, in the defense. But we never used this as an excuse or complain too much about it. So it's always my attitude: I will go with what I've got and and don't start to cry for more options or more quality or about injuries or whatever. We are we are happy that we have Tim close the back, but it's also important that we don't put too much pressure on him yeah? because uh, he was. The first time in the starting lineup since 18 months uh, in a in a league game, and last time he was involved, it was on on a championship level on the 1st of January 2019 against uh, against Brentford. And for that, I was uh, I was pleased with him. I think he was there was a solid uh, first first appearance after such a long time, and we have to yeah, put him after each other game at the moment in the ice bars and cotton roll that he's always available because we don't have that many many options yet. Of course, strange for Tim. Um, would of course prefer to have more options, especially in the defense, to give him sometimes 
sometimes rest because when you were out that long, it's not that easy for, for a player uh, to deliver that perfect, especially on the centre-back position. On, on this position, you have, to, you have to play without any mistake because each every minute um, mistake um, is punished a lot in, uh, in this position. And for that, um, it's, it's high pressure also from the mental side for, for Tim, but he's experienced he's physically in a good shape and uh, we support him. He knows that we have uh, lots of trust and I was pretty pleased with the first performance and yeah, hopefully he can deliver further on. And you've already mentioned the hot temperatures. It's going to be over 30 degrees tomorrow evening. Are you pleased about the new rule? Water breaks in each half? No, because it's uh, for, for both teams the same. And I think so in, in, in physical terms, we are, we are quite well prepared. And uh, if I'm honest, so the, the worse the conditions are, my feeling is the bigger the chances are for us there yeah, because we, are, we can't compete in terms of individual quality and, and uh, of the players. But it's more like then um, to fight against the odds and also to be physically prepared. Uh, this is um, also something what, what we have to use anyhow. So for that, no complaints about the conditions. It's, it's for both teams the same. And, and yeah, when there's a, a drink break, yeah, I will take it. But I will also go without this. So for me, it's quite relaxed. I'm standing just on the sideline, yeah, watch a game, try to help my players. Anyhow, they have to deliver. I think they uh, like the drink break. For me, uh, I would even need it, if I'm honest. <laughs> Thank you very much, Daniel. Thanks a lot. Have a nice day. Thank you. Okay, Tom Williams, I'm now going to promote you to a panellist. Okay. Yeah, can you uh, hear and see me, Daniel? Yes. Great stuff. Uh, good to see you. Um, picking up off the last point there, about how difficult it is for Norwich to compete at this level. I'm just wondering about Carrow Road, where the players obviously enjoy playing in front of their home fans, and you in particular enjoy a very special relationship with the home fans. Is it extra punishment for a team like Norwich, who are playing against the odds this year, having to play matches behind closed doors, where you don't get that 12th man behind you? Yes, definitely, because everyone knows that there is a big home advantage. And also statistics show right now that this home advantage during this behind-closed-door games uh, is away. So even, even the statistics in the, in the German Bundesliga, for example, uh, they show this. And especially as a newly promoted site, of course, uh, you always need the, the home supporters to create a special atmosphere because when the emotions are a bit out of the game, um, and it's always an advantage, of course, for the, for the team with the... Uh, with a bigger high individual quality, so that's uh, that's uh, quite normal. But um, yeah, we never never complained about this. So um, even before the game started, so I mentioned, okay, this is the situation. We can't change it. We can't influence it. And for that, we don't use this as an excuse. We we know as a club how we can judge it. That um, yeah, it's it's a big disadvantage that we're not allowed to have our home games and and. Uh, especially because we would have had more home games than away games, for example. So this advantage is, is a bit away, but again, so it's, we don't use it as an excuse and no complaints from our side. You've now had 90 minutes playing behind closed doors. How was the whole experience for you? Yeah, it's, uh, it's still a bit strange, if I'm, uh, if I'm honest, because we're not, not used to it. But I think it's also for each and every uh, club the same. Yeah, of course, you're, you're looking forward to, uh, to the moment when you are 
allowed to play in front of the in front in front of the full stadium because this is why we're playing all the emotion we're playing for our supporters we're playing with our supporters yeah and to do without them feels feels anyhow strange but that's the reality at the moment and for that it's, it doesn't make sense that we use this as an excuse and use this as sing sand anyhow and, and complain about it it's more like um, we have adapted to it we were prepared uh, for it it's, it's uh, I had a discussion with Ralph Hasnett also after the game and said oh it still feels strange anyhow it was the same for 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 them yeah but um it doesn't take away that under these con conditions we have to work till the end of the uh, of the season and uh, yeah hopefully we can uh, win some points as well uh, soon you spoke obviously about your disappointment about last friday's result first 20 minutes norwich were outstanding so dominant and in truth and we've said it a number of times this year probably should have got a goal when you were on top Certainly speaking to some fans since then, they were quite shocked at seemingly how flat Norwich seemed for, for the latter stages of the game, particularly when you went behind. Were you shocked at all about what you saw? I mean, how do you sort of get your head around losing 3-0? And probably just fans probably wanted to see a little bit more fight from the side. Yeah, well, in, uh, in general, you're always unbelievably disappointed when you, when you lose such a game. And I uh, made it clear. So it was in the first half... Um, I think an unbelievable tight game with um, it won't fast because the first 20 minutes um, it was more like a like a power play and you got the feeling so they were even anyhow hectic because we surprised them also with our with our bit different base formation we put lots of pressure on on us uh, on them um, we created many many set piece situations we had the situation two against one with Timo and and Josep Trimic we had uh, Tom in a in a great finishing position after set piece Kenny McLean in a shooting position. It's on this level important that you that you um, reward yourself in, in such a period because this is also uh, important. It's more like, of course, when you have such a good start, you expect, okay, right now from the first to the last second, we are capable to do um, dominate uh, the opponent, but we're not capable to do this. So it's it's important that we use these periods in order to to go and lead. And if if not, um, then you have to make sure that you go for the on uh, without mistakes in in, in uh, terms of defending and. Um, yeah, and, and to wait for the moment when you can punish then uh, the point again. I would compare this a little bit with our home game against Leicester, for example. Yeah? When we started quite well, we didn't uh, reward ourselves in the, in the beginning, but stayed in the game, were unbelievably disciplined and concentrated on our defending behavior, stayed in the game, waited then for the moment when we got the chance. And then uh, in this game, uh, Jamal Lewis was able to, to find the breakthrough, one nice strike. And then uh, everyone speaks about an unbelievable balance and, and perfect performance and also patient performance. Yeah, if you then allow uh, in the second half, yeah, more or less like um, so some, with, their, with their first chance in the second half to score, it was a, was a throw-in situation where we were in a six-against-three overload in, in our own box against them. And in the end, uh, after the throw-ins, five seconds later, you um, yeah, allow then a, a strike of the quality like, like Danny Ings to have such a finishing situation he uses this. He's a, he's a top-class player. And the second goal we conceded was that second chance in the second half. Um, we lost the ball 30 yards away from their goal um, and Redmond was able uh, to win in the counter-attacks a one-against-two duel against two of my players. We missed a little bit to be then there, perhaps like a tactical foul. So when I compare uh, the behavior of, of uh, Southampton, I think in the first 15 minutes they were there was four or five tactical fouls uh, we missed the situation and then Armstrong in the end was then able 
um, to win a one against four situation and to be there with a clinical perfect finish uh, into the corner. We have to say, yeah, well done, top quality Redmond, top quality Armstrong, but also we have to speak about okay, our defending behavior in this situation was were not were not spot on and were not that great. And of course, when once you are null two down, um, then it's of course difficult, yeah, because you know actually we have to win this game. And then against the side where it's so difficult to create chances against them, against Southampton, of course, then they are playing full of confidence and uh, fully excited. We had two or three times uh, the chance to come back in, uh, into this game. I think Timo had two chances, um, uh, once in a, a bit in the, from a wider end, angle and once when uh, Josep Imic, um, Drimic uh, assisted him. Uh, I think when you compare this situation, for example, with the situation, um, yeah, Southampton scored, I would say, our situation in the first half, Josep Drimic and also Dimopuki, probably you have to say there were even the better chances, but yeah, anyhow, Southampton was able to use that chance, compliment to them, but also they defended the situation better and blocked, for example, the, the shot of, of, um, of Kemo. When um, you're not coming back, there was another scene, I think the offside goal of, of Mario, for example, then it's of course difficult and uh, the longer it is then 2-0 for them, uh, anyhow, then, then it's more like uh, then the belief that you can turn the game completely because we needed three goals in order to, uh, to win this game. Um, goes a bit away and the body language was then not perfect any anymore and then it looks a bit like um, yeah the game uh, the team um, anyhow um, who is elite is on the up and the other team is down it's 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 quite normal it's it's, it's a story how football develops and we can judge it in a, in a in a perfect way of course we were disappointed and yeah want to show more fight in this uh, in this situation but um, yeah that's definitely how it looks and sometimes in football and uh, yeah we have to judge it in the in a in a in the right way what I always um, and um, can can um, say that my team always wants. Yeah, my team always wants to win football games and wants wants to give their best. But yeah, sometimes also the tricky situation that it's not that easy to to go for them. It's not that easy that we on this level just can press a button and say, listen, just because we wanted more, we beat the uh, the other lads easily. Uh, quite often they have more quality and they also want to win the game. It's for them, it's not like, okay, it doesn't matter. So they are professional football players. They're also unbelievably greedy. And um, yeah, it's more like you have to be good in, 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 in the defining moments. And we were not good enough in order to, to use our key moments in order to score. And sadly, and this was the main topic, not good in our defending behavior in order to, to yeah, win our two against one overload, to win our four against one overload, or for the third goal, or one against one duel in order to defend it. And this was more or less the key where we lost this game. Daniel, thanks for your time. Hopefully you'll get that first goal tomorrow night and have something to defend. Yeah. That would be good, wouldn't it? Thank you. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant. Daniel, hello. Good, mate. Um, Grant Hanley, did he, did he have the surgery on Saturday, last Saturday, just to confirm? Yes, went, uh, went uh, well. Everything's, everything's okay. But right now, he is uh, for four weeks in purchase. So that says a lot about the size of this uh, surgery. But everything went well. And he's in a, in a good shape. Hopefully, he can uh, come to the training ground also in one or two days in, in order to be at least... Yeah, sometimes with us because he's so important. Although he's not 
allowed to be on the pitch, but as a leader within the group, it's always good to have him around. Said it was not possible the last days, but uh, he's uh, surgery was okay. Without wanting to go over too much old ground, I mean, talking about leaders, you'll have said what you wanted to say after the game, the, the day or two after, to your boys. Have you allowed them an opportunity to just come back and, and let you know what they felt, or would you rather you just want to map out how you saw it and then you move on and close the door, move on, or are you willing to have that conversation flow with your players? Yes, I always uh, always speak with my my players. I am in touch to to get their their feeling and their opinions, and and also like, yeah, when we have a meeting. Um, totally allowed to, to speak about uh, everything and to give their opinions, to ask questions. Perhaps not always, always season. Eh? Sometimes there's also just time for, for monologue. So sometimes you have to do, you have to do this, but uh, we are always uh, speaking, speaking about this, but it's not like we, we are there always, uh, there was a, a round table and we discuss how to go into the next game. So um, it's also clear leadership and, and, and all, uh, don't everyone knows that I have to take the decisions and, and I'm responsible, uh, responsible for this. Um, but it's it's always important to 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 get in touch with the players and to speak with them also to get their yes, You said after the game on on Friday night, you were disappointed with uh, the way you passed it. You didn't pass it as well as you wanted to. And we all know we've seen you enough here now in, over the two or three seasons. That's such a key element how your teams pass the ball. Is that probably what disappointed you the most on the night that you wasn't good enough in passing? We were not good enough in passing, but not uh, that was not the key topic for me because if I'm honest, so. We started quite well. The first 15, 20 minutes were very dominant. But then I got the feeling so in general in our offensive play, in terms of individual performance, we didn't have our best day. So we were not precise, not tidy. With the first touch, for example, to use the chances with the finishing situation, with the, uh, with the passing. And then for that, we, we ruined many, many good situations uh, for us and also allowed them in the first half we had 60% possession. Uh, but in, in general, could have been 70 or 80 if we would have been better in our... Uh, in our passing and to exhaust them even uh, even a bit more and keep them a bit more away from from our own goal but if i'm honest of course you wish that you are perfectly in your offensive game in the first game after after such a long period um but if i'm honest my, that is at least my experience quite often doesn't um, work like this quite often it's more like the first game is also like yeah, sometimes a tough day in the office and you have to work a bit in the game. And for that, uh, I totally accepted also that um, we were perhaps not there with our best performance in our, in our offensive play to, to be even more dominant. Uh, but then it's quite important when you don't have your best day, then it's quite important that you uh, are unbelievable, uh, concentrate and focus on your defensive behavior. And this was more like, more or less like uh, the, the key topic for me. Yeah? Because we knew, okay, perhaps it was not our, our best day especially not after 20 minutes in, in our offensive play, but at least we have to then to play without mistakes in, in our defense behavior. And uh, if you are really honest and, and also self-critical, we are always self-critical, yeah, then to concede a goal after a throw-in for him, for them, although we are in a six-against-three situation, uh, close to our box, uh, to allow then, yeah, more or less, not an easy finish, but a clear finishing situation for, for Danny Ings, and uh, he has the quality to use this. Or... Yeah, for example, the counter-attack, the two counter-attacks, of course, were unnecessary loss of the ball. And this causes also then uh, the problems. But yeah, we were in overload to defend this situation. We were not capable to, to win the duel. So it's more like I was even more disappointed. You know, I like to speak about possession, about our passing quality. But I was um, even more yeah, disappointed, more like with our, I would, I would label it more like, like the basic individual defensive behaviour and this was the topic that was more like the main topic in the analysing of the game. 
you said right at the outset, you know, the criticism comes with it. I'm sure you probably expected that after the, the result and maybe the performance. Do you think maybe one or two have singled out Tom Tribal? That's a little bit unfair on the night for his performance. Yes, but I also told, uh, told the players, so it's, it's, uh, when you lose a game 3-0, yeah, you have to accept each of the criticism. And of course, so some were definitely, definitely right, some were definitely uh, crossed the line and over the line and also got the feeling that at times it was also a bit like, like um, uh, really disrespectful and, and a bit arrogant and, and uh, also like in a way, also from the contents, totally wrong in, in terms of criticizing. Um, but there are no complaints because uh, when you lose a game three now you you can't win this uh, discussion this argument, and uh, for that it's it's important to to accept all the criticism. So we we are working in this business when we are when we are uh, winning games, um, then we are praised over the moon and sometimes even uh, even more than we really deserve. And when we lose games and because of all the emotions and everyone is disappointed, then the criticism is sometimes also like. Um, oversized and, and uh, too much and perhaps even not deserved but don't argue against this accept this it's more like use this as, as energy to, to show reaction this is our way so it's, it's never to be, to be upset and uh, yeah for example with, with Tom it's also like for him not easy yeah, it was the first time in the, uh, in the starting lineup since, since a long time I think with the ball he was, was quite good there were one or two situations when he, when he lost the ball but even also a bit, bit uh, under pressure um, I read or uh, heard about a comment that uh, Southampton used him as a, I don't know, as a, as a pressing trigger to develop a game. Um, Danny Ings used, used him as a pressing trigger. Well, it was totally wrong. Really, like, completely wrong. Uh, in, in not one situation, uh, Danny Ings has used uh, Tom Trouble as a pressing trigger for their for their tra- triggering and for their for their pressing. Um, but of course, Tom was in the middle of a park, and there is sometimes pressure on uh, on the player there. And I think with the ball, it was definitely okay. Yes, he could have done better against the ball. We spoke about this topic, but Tom is always, uh, always self-critical in, in this moment. And we all played a part that we were uh, more or less like, an, um, yeah, not, not solid enough in, in, in terms of our defending in order to, uh, to win the points. And for that, it's more like, yeah, accept the criticism. Yeah, think about the topics where we can improve. And uh, this is what Tom does. This is what each and every player of my players will will do, and and we all are doing. So it's always like we try to be self-critical because yeah, you can't you can't win a discussion like this and speak about the things. Yeah, but this was the reason. That was the reason. Accept this. Use this uh, as new motivation, and then go into the next game. And just final one for me, if I can. A similar vibe, but when you see a, a performance like that the other night, and you you take, have to take a step back and realize that you know. Those young players, particularly, you know, we could we. I don't need to list them, but you've got three or four lads there, twenty-two and under, first season in the Premier League. There's been so much hype and expectancy, and rightly so because of their performances for you over the last 12, 18 months. But do you have to maybe take a step back as media or supporters and realise these are very young men still finding their way, still nowhere near the finished article? When you see a performance like that, because obviously there's a lot of pressure on what you're trying to achieve this season at this stage of the season and maybe we have to cut some of them younger players a little bit more slack do you think yes I totally agree I, uh, I totally agree so but like I said so you, you can't you can't win such a discussion I also heard some some comments or something like this like um, in the uh, in the way so it's more like yeah Southampton does not have uh, perhaps the quality or the technical skills uh, to um, 
to be outstanding to use their chances, but they were highly motivated and physically better and, and well drilled and something something like this. And, and you think sometimes, wait, hang on a minute. Uh, we're speaking about Danny Ings. Yeah, nearly there was 20 goals. It's a top class player on Premier League level. When I think about my, my starting lineup and my squad that we had, uh, we had uh, six academy products uh, in the traveling squad. We had six academy products in the end uh, on, the, uh, on the pitch. And we spoke about uh, Tim Closer. Tim Closer as a field player, um, is my only field player who is there with, uh, was there with Premier League experience. So uh, he has not featured in a, in a, in a league game since uh, 18 months. And then he was uh, the first time in the Southern lineup. His last league game was again, on championship level against Brentford. And next to him, uh, Ben Godfrey, first season in the Premier League. Max Ahrens, first season in the Premier League. Jamal Lewis, first season in the Premier League. Tom Tribal, first season in the Premier League. We got him as on a free transfer when he was in trial because... He was out of contract in Germany and, and, um, and the Netherlands. He was out of contract to get him on a, on a free transfer. Um, Kenny McLean, first season Premier League. Uh, Emil Buendia, first season Premier League. We found him on the second tier in Spain. Todd Gentwell, um, first season Premier League. Timo Pukki, labeled as too poor for the Scottish Premiership, uh, first season Premier League. Yeah, Josep Drimic, uh, first season Premier League. He was out of contract because he, uh, in the last three or four years in Germany, he was injured out of, out of contract. So this is our Premier League uh, experience. And then you read comments that's more like, yeah, players of, of Southampton, uh, they, um, um, they don't have the quality, but uh, yeah, they were more motivated or physically better or better drilled or whatever. And you think, hang on a minute, you're, you're speaking about Danny Ings, about Redmond, about Ward Prowse, about Hoiberg, about Armstrong. These are proven lads on this level. They, they have proved over years and years and years that they are top, top, uh, top class on this level. They were able to, to sign a striker, uh, Shea Adams, uh, top class striker, 50 million pounds. They signed him uh, for the bench. He was uh, on the right now at this time and worked. Long, long was not available. Otherwise, he's struggling to, to make it in the squad. 50 million. So since Jörg Weber and me arrived, we haven't uh, spent 50 million pounds uh, at all into the whole squad and Southampton is able to, to spend this for a player um, more like a four striker striker option because they are also able to um, uh, buy players like, like Danny Ings for 20 million pounds like Gennepo for, for 20 million pounds it doesn't work like you press a button and say listen we've got a, a bunch of young lads um, a, a bunch of our academy products and and players who have no experience in the Premier League, you press a button and say, okay, listen, fight Eastern Brass and you will beat them, uh, the other t uh, teams. Or, uh, it doesn't work like this. It doesn't work like this. So it's, it doesn't mean that we give up. It doesn't mean that we have no chance. Uh, but it's also like we have to keep this, uh, this sometimes in mind uh, when, we, when we speak about the players and, um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, think, uh, think about the players and also like, like uh, to criticize them. Um, Mm. I've also, I'm not sure if we have, do we have the time? Yes, we have the time. I decide we have the time. You've got the time, we've got the time. I've got some, I, listen, I'm working here since three years and I'm, I'm always self-critical and always hold my hand up. We had difficult periods in the, in the first season when the board was a bit accused. I said, listen, don't accuse them, blame me. Um, I always say, listen, uh, Criticize, uh, criticize me, not my players, because I can handle it. I'm experienced enough, and that's exactly uh, my my thought. I'm always always happy to do this, 
Um, but then I also heard something like, uh, anyhow, really can't. Southampton won this game because it's more like um, they were they were able to be flexible and to adapt. And during the game, they changed their approach. With all respect to Southampton, since the end of September, they are always playing in the same setup in a four for two, always uh, with the with the same players. Anyhow, always. And don't you? I think it's it's more or less like a, a strength of them, a strength of them that they are always in the, in the same setup. And we played this game. Um, and uh, I'm quite relaxed with myself, but my coaching stuff was more or less like um, labeled as, as anyhow blind because we didn't realize or didn't, didn't react. Uh, we were labeled as, as um, and, and not proactive, um, um, not flexible, um, um, stubborn, naive, inexperienced too blind to see the obvious and something like this um to be honest i never heard a poorer analyzing of a game uh, like uh, like this because we changed for this game our our natural base formation uh, we changed we brought offensive players in uh, on on defensive positions uh, yeah, whatever so it's more like you can't be pro more proactive instead of changing your natural base formation in, in front of the game and also in uh, many, many change in personal terms. We've changed during this game four times our, our base formation. Although we didn't have one fullback or one centre-back on the bench, we opted even during the games with these circumstances to play with three-man formation. So it's more like we changed four times the base formation. We played with different base formation with the ball and against the ball. I'm not sure if, if everyone realises this sometimes anyhow, but that's what we did. Um, Max Owens has played three or different positions uh, during uh, during this game we have made four substitutions in personal terms before Southampton was there with the first substitution in the 80 uh, 82nd minute so my feeling is i have never been that proactive that flexible um that adaptable within the game so since i work here so anyhow so my my, my team was accused as being not not able to and, and uh, in different different formations, we have played different formation against the ball, with the ball, and four times different systems uh, with uh, within the game. Um, so to be honest, and I've never read a, a poor analyzing of, of of our game. The problem is um, you you can't win a discussion because if if you then complain about this, it's more like but mate, you've lost the game and you've got no arguments. I say yeah properly right but and if you say oh listen uh, like i said before i explain a bit like what we've done and it was totally wrong in the analyzing we really like completely wrong um then you've got oh probably uh, because he wants to explain i touched the right point anyhow you can't you can't um win such a discussion and for that um like i said before so it's it, it makes no sense to go in into such a discussion it makes no sense to to ask for Come on, be a bit more, be a bit more calm, be a bit more objective. Don't analyze it in a completely wrong way. Be a bit more respectful and also not that arrogant out of out of perspective. And and keep in mind that there are, that there are um, anyhow um, also some people in our in our coaching staff who try to work their socks off in order in order um, to 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 work in our game. This is exactly this is exactly what we're doing. So um, I'm I'm. Not really. I'm far away from from uh, being concerned about myself, but 
Um, I'm, I'm always angry when my players are accused of being not flexible. If my coaching staff is accused of not reacting, of, of uh, being not adaptable, not flexible, of being too blind to, to see the obvious. And this is something uh, what, I, uh, what I also don't expect. And I start a bit then to, to, to get angry because I think this is a pretty arrogant and pretty disrespectful and also totally, totally wrong view of the, of the situation. And um, then I hear judgment anyhow that, uh, that um, yeah, so Sampton won this game. Uh, they don't have the quality, but anyhow, they were more adaptable. And we have the quality, but we were not adaptable. So it's, it's more like I never heard a, a, heard a, a poorer and a, and a, a wronger uh, analyzing of, of the game. But this is what you get when you lose a game. And, and we will never find um, uh, win such a battle. It's more like we accept this. Uh, I accept this. I spoke with my coaching staff because they showed me uh, some, some comments. Uh, because uh, with all respect, but I don't hear and read everything because I don't want to be influenced too much. But they were pretty down when they, when they heard this. I said, listen, um, no problem. This is how, how football works. This is how, how life goes. And, and this is also the good thing and in, uh, in, uh, the nice thing in football because it's a topic where we all think we are experts and, and uh, got an unbelievable clue. And that's totally allowed because everyone is allowed to, to bring his opinion and, and to be critical. That's why we all love this game. Uh, love this game that much. So if I go into a restaurant, the food is uh, not tasty. I've, I've got no clue of cooking, really, no, no clue. But I would never, I would never accuse a chef and say, "Listen, yeah, you have to put this five minutes longer in the oven uh, and use a bit more lemongrass or something like this." Um, but in football, this is allowed, and this is also why we, why we love this game that much. It's sometimes. If I'm honest, a bit because this is what we all accept. Yeah, it's 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 more like you can do this on social media. You can even mention the when we. Are, I don't know. I never have a pint, but if we would have a pint, anyhow, you can say, "Listen, and let's speak about this." This was it was great. Sometimes it's it's a bit tricky when you got such a such a comment. Also, when you think in a, in a proper proper um, way. Yeah, for example, in, in articles or comments, and you know that influences the view of thousands of people, and you know then then you start a bit like to feel treated pretty un, unfair and disrespectful, and also a bit arrogant. But like I said before, so we will never win the battle. We accept that we have so many so many benefits uh, out of this and rewards out of this that we are allowed to to work in this fantastic business. Yeah, sometimes you have also to accept uh, when the the sun is not shining. Yeah, although the sun is shining, it sometimes then anyhow you think. Well, what have we done? And you can't understand something. But yeah, we work in this business and uh, sometimes you can't choose. And for that, um, yeah, we try to use this as energy in order to go further on. This is a way how we try to handle it. Good man, Daniel. I hope the sun shines in tomorrow, mate, yeah? Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Good man. All the best. Cheers, Daniel. Thank you. Okay, Michael Bailey, I'm going to promote you now. How are we doing? Has that worked? <laughs> Daniel. So I can't hear you. I can't hear you. There we go. 
Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Hello, Daniel. First Happy of, uh, Tuesday. First of all, I have to have to apologize a bit. So Paddy uh, pressed the right buttons. I was a bit enraged and a bit on bit on fire. Um, I didn't mean you. I didn't mean you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally happy uh, with uh, with my local journalists. Nearly with all of them. Um, <laughs> that's not with the with the guys who think sometimes they have won already the Pulitzer Prize or then the uh, coaching course together with Pep Guardiola and finished above them or something like this. Um, but. Um, not with you. You. We can also have different opinions and different different views, and that's also your job. That's why I respect this job so much, right? Because anyhow, sometimes you have to oversize and have to you have to point something out and provoke a bit. And this is why we are all uh, all um, working together. And it's also that we sometimes have a different view, and and it's also important then to criticize and to be self-critical. I do this. Uh, but once I got the feeling, so sometimes it's it's so totally wrong and um, so disrespectful in an arrogant way. Um, yeah, then it's sometimes hard to accept. But uh, I don't mean I'm in a good uh, shape back again. I'm pretty calm and whatever you want. That's good. Um, well, you probably haven't written. You have probably haven't read the bit I wrote from the weekend, so that's probably a helpful bit. But <laughs> um, <laughs> the one at one point I just wanted to start on with with Alex Tetti. Are, are you slightly conscious of protecting him because probably at the moment. I guess he's your only centre-back cover for the two centre-backs you've got fit. So are you going to have to be sparing with him or will you just sort of take that as it comes? Yeah, when I tell you what, when, when I joined Norwich City three years ago, um, Alex City was three years younger. There was the thought, okay, Alex Sete can't uh, play two games in a row. It was more like the attitude we have Wes Hulahan for the home games uh, and Alex Sete for the, for the away games. That was more like the source. I'm consistently trying to uh, bring Alex Sete uh, into a situation that he can play 90 minutes a game uh, each and every day. Each and every day. Uh, that's, that's my plan. And I'm sure in a few years' time, perhaps uh, we'll reach us. At the moment, when we once we start into such a period with uh, so many games and uh, such a such a short time, um, and of course we have to we have to keep in mind that Alex, without having a proper preseason, without having friendlies, it's it's for him also difficult anyhow to play. Um, yeah, five weeks uh, in a, in a row, uh, two or three games uh, per week, and uh, of course. Yeah, he's more or less our only natural um, cover of the of the centre back position. So, but it's not like uh, I will just keep him in in, in terms of um, that in the emergencies case uh, he can step up there and and play as a centre back. I'm I'm also quite sure that uh, we will definitely need his physical strength and his leadership uh, and his, his, his ability to to win duels and to be tactically right. Also, pretty soon, also like for example for the for the midfield position. And um, I also think that uh, it could be the case pretty, pretty soon. So I'm, I'm totally happy that I, that I have Alex. I'm also totally happy that he has signed a, a contract also for the, for the next season. And hopefully it will last um, further on because um, whenever he's on the pitch, he's important then for, for our being solid. Yeah, sometimes you, you have to try to attack the game and, and you at least try to, to go there with a, with a more proactive uh, approach in order in order in order to win it uh, then of course and sometimes he misses uh, defensive solidity uh, but uh, i'm pretty sure that alex will be unbelievably crucial for us also during during this time not just for the uh, for the center back positions brilliant um i saw something from eddie jones that i think he was looking at brighton arsenal and he kind of suggested that the 
the whole atmosphere we're playing in now is actually would be really good for bringing youngsters in because it would be like it would be a taste of Premier League football but maybe without obviously the pressure and the crowds and all that sort of thing so I'm just thinking in terms of with Josh and, and with Adam as well who still hasn't played a lot of Premier League football that is are you kind of more tempted to 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 use them more now given the scenario maybe ignoring what the situation in the table I suppose but no because um Let's say if the if the situation on the table would be would be different, yeah. Let's say if you would be in position um, nine right now, we can't relegate anymore. We can't um, win a place in the European competitions. Yeah, and then of course you, you can uh, give a bit more game time sometimes for for youngsters away. But uh, for us, it's at the moment also like um, we are fully under pressure. We need we need to win points. We need to win football games. And for that, it's it's not like like a gift or not like I will just play with the players where I think okay they can. Uh, they can help us. It's it's more like a, uh, it's a it's a sign of it's a sign of our way and why we why we how we go and how we keep going. That we have had uh, I think at least six academy uh, products in the in the in the last Premier League squad. I'm not sure if, if any other uh, Premier League club has it or has had it uh, in the in the recent decade or something like this. And they were all on the pitch and yeah, sadly Josh debut was was not that much in the spotlight yeah, because of the disappointing result and also uh, Adam's appearance but it was due to to good work of them and I got the feeling okay they can make perhaps an, uh, make perhaps an impact so it doesn't mean that in the next games it's it's like each uh, like Josh and and uh, Adam for example will be uh, involved in each and every second or minute of the game it could be that they are sometimes even not in the game uh, game day squads uh, right now if my injured players uh, are coming back but um, I trust them and uh, one thing is also for sure though um, I'm not not scared in order to play them just because they're young so it's more like when I got the feeling they are prepared to improve us and they are our best options on, on their position then I will definitely play them Just uh, one more and it's not an easy one um, at home you've been in some fantastic positions at the end of the first half and then the amount of points you then picked up at the end of the game has been has been quite a bit lower and Obviously, we know what's happened in all those games. Obviously, I'm rounding them all up here. And I, I get the impression it's not a conditioning issue or anything like that. But I'm just conscious, as a, as a coach, does that kind of frustrate you that, that, that you haven't been able, I suppose, to have a, a more positive impact on how the team then goes on for the second half? Or have you thought about why it might be? Um, in general, so we, we always know that um, it's more like we, we have to be in the in the good spells of of, of the game unbelievably effective uh, on this level because it's not like on championship level where we could perhaps even dominate 80-90% uh, of the game and, and out of 90 minutes we are perhaps 70 minutes on the front foot. We know that we have perhaps on, on this level uh, against these clubs perhaps 50 minutes per halftime when we are on the front foot in the other in the other moments we have to be unbelievable um unbelievable um yeah solid and 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 disciplined in order um, and not not to concede but then in our good in our good periods in our good moments uh, we have to be there uh, then to be effective yeah and for example we had of course the first 15 20 minutes um, in the last game for example also a situation where my gut feeling was it was not like we missed a 100 chance one against one on the goalkeeper but we should have rewarded our, ourselves and first of all this is always a good sign because more like the last words to you give the as a coach out to the players before the game it's more like um 
are important to motivate them. And it's always a good sign when uh, in the first minutes uh, of the game, they are spot on. To be honest, it's then even a bit more difficult to influence them later on as, as more as they are getting tired and tired and, and uh, perhaps the opponent also adapts a bit to, uh, to our style. Then it's also like not that easy to, um, to um, yeah, just win the game by motivation or surprising or overrunning. Then it's more like, yeah, you have to win the game then with quality or perhaps with a tactical decision or, or whatever. And then uh, in, the, in, the, in the last minutes, it's then more like about the character, about the setup of the team. Yeah? For example, in the, in, the, in the last season, we were praised so much for so many late goals. Yes, we're lacking this a little bit uh, during, during the season. If I'm honest, it's also a bit due to the, to the quality of the, uh, of the opponents. And it's not that easy then like um, yeah, to exhaust the opponent during the game that much that in the, in the last five or ten minutes, we, we can get the benefits on this level. Uh, the teams are physically even better prepared. The teams have more quality. They are not that exhausted because they have more the ball even against us. It's more like the other way around. So we are even a bit more exhausted in the end of the game. So I think there are many, many reasons. Of course, we keep going. And, and uh, of course, I try to, to implement also like this, this style that even later on in the second half, we are always yeah, switch on and are also, also great and good. But it's sometimes yeah, when you have defended, for example, Liverpool, for 75 minutes, oh, the last 50 minutes can be pretty long. Or we had the same against against Man City or even against some some other side. So um, I wouldn't interpret too much too much in it. It's it's not like um, it's not like we're not working on this topic. Yeah, we want to be also like in this in the second half, unbelievable competitive. But uh, let's be honest, not that easy on this uh, on this level. That's brilliant, Daniel. Thank you very much. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Michael. Cheers. And finally, we'll just bring in Phil Daly from BBC Norfolk. Hello. You should have permission to record as well, Phil. Yeah, I'm recording. Thanks, mate. Here we go. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? All right. Good to see you. Yes. Could be worse. Could be better, if I'm honest. Absolutely. <laughs> I need a haircut, as you can see. Um, it's really interesting hearing you talking, you know, about the frustrations of what people are saying about Norwich City. I mean, you've been doing this a long time now with Norwich City and you've probably heard everything that is to be said. You've got to make sure that doesn't wear you down, though, because it's, it's, it's a long, hard enough season as it is, isn't it? No, first of all, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm never frustrated when, when our supporters uh, are, are disappointed. And to be honest, really, like, like, like never. Um, because this is what we what we need to feel. We are also disappointed. We are also frustrated, and we criticize ourselves even even sometimes stronger. Even after the game, there's sometimes a harsh word or an argument between the players because they are also disappointed. And I wouldn't I wouldn't overinterpretate this. So it's just important that after one or two days, it's important that we are at least uh, at least and so calm down that we analyze in a, in a proper way. But that the disappointed therefore. Uh, disappointment for the supporters, for example, uh, that they stay the whole week disappointed. Um, that's that's quite important to feel because we know that um, it's perhaps sometimes even even a bit too much. But we we, we need to feel this also, like how much it it uh, it means to the uh, to the whole community, yeah? to to each and every supporter, uh, how responsible we are with a good performance, with a good results, um, create. Um, great moments for them and make their life better. And when 
when uh, we are there with a, with a poor performance or with a poor result, we, we cause sometimes even physical pain. So it's, it's important that we feel this. I would never complain about this. And I, I, I have adapted since a long time to this. It's more like, yeah, it's more like um, when you play in a 4-2-3-1 uh, and you lose a game, and everyone is like, oh, right now we have to play with two players up front. And we do this, and it's more like you can't play two players up front. It's not possible when you lose the next game. This is, this is totally acceptable and, and, and all okay. And, and it's just sometimes a bit disappointing when you think, okay, more like when you are not delivering your, your view on, on social media or in private life or having a pub or we having a discussion in a, in a pretty disrespectful way, also, like um, like in, in in articles, when you got the feeling, so it's more like it's pretty arrogant and 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 pretty pretty um, disrespectful, and we're also like really completely totally wrong. It's, I would have accepted, if I'm honest, if there are analyzing articles and they say, listen, uh, we have changed too much, we were too proactive uh, because we we opted to play with two strikers. Yeah, I have confused everyone with too many changes of the base formation. I've overloaded my players with, uh, with, um, uh, with, with, uh, with topics. I have confused them or whatever. And this, I, would, I would definitely take this because this is exactly what we've done. We were unbelievably flexible. We adapted. We changed a lot anyhow. So this is more like, yeah, I can't argue against this. But it's more like to say that we didn't adapt, that we didn't realize, that we were not proactive, that we were stubborn, um, that we are not flexible anyhow. So this is so much of the market and, and so so obviously totally wrong and it's it's totally allowed yeah if you if you if you mention this let's say on social media or um in your private life or mention this to me let's discuss it about it but once you once you are have the responsibility to influence the views uh, of thousands of people and you put this in a way that uh, more like you write an article as if you have won already the pulitzer prize uh, already, uh, although you are still uh, doing your your um, your writing courses, um, um, or you pretend uh, you have, have done a um, something like this um, uh, coaching license with with Pep Guardiola, uh, and you finish above him anyhow, so you you write in this manner. Um, I know how how people are sometimes, and I can 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 uh, be quite relaxed. But I think it's unbelievably disrespectful um, in, in in terms of my coaching stuff and what my players are, are doing. It also like it influences also also our supporters and our community completely in the right way, in the wrong way, because if you if you don't have the feeling that uh, that the players were that uh, exactly in uh, in this way or we acted, it's more like. But you can always say that yeah, but yeah, they lost the game. Yeah, there is something perhaps something in it anyhow so this is anyhow where 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 i start to get angry if if even if you want to do this professional but then you're writing so disrespectful and so arrogant and also like so totally wrong this is sometimes what uh, what annoys me as well and um yeah if someone criticizes in this way my coaching stuff and, and my players and blame them as if they are anyhow blind and 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 idiots who don't realize this um, then uh, it annoys me, but like I said before, so I can, after a loss, never win this battle. I will always lose this because the answer will be, um, but mate, they've lost. And uh, even if I can bring my arguments, it's more like, ah, probably uh, I've touched the right points uh, to, to react. So it's anyhow. So for me, this situation is done. It's just sometimes, um, yeah, a bit, a bit drying, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah I can understand that. I mean, but, uh, no, no blaming of my our supporters. To, no, to be honest, it's more like a race. 
their critics. So it's, it's important after this, it's more like race critics and it, it's never about attitude. But when they are speaking after such a game, for example, about like a bit lack of desire, it helps me also like that the players are there more like with a, with a fist in the pocket and say, come on, I want to show reaction. Uh, it's how I, I like them uh, when when they're doing this. So raise your raise your criticism and, and bring it to the players. Bring it on social media. Um, bring it bring it in public. They they need to feel this. We all need to feel this. That's quite um, quite uh, quite normal. But do it in a respectful way when you're working um, and you earn your money with this. And um, this is what I what I ask you for. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it can be a complicated game at the best of times, can't it? But uh, ultimately, three points in the next game on Wednesday will, will maybe shut a few people up. Yes, but it's not like um, right now we want to shut a few people up. Not, not at all. So it's not like we are motivated there because there's perhaps one human being anyhow. I think, okay, it, uh, it's not, not perfect at the moment. So we don't want to shut our supporters up or something like this. Uh, not, not at all. So it's more like we, we want to have joy with them. We want to, want to celebrate with them. Yeah, if, if, if we then in the end have to, have to realize that perhaps our quality is not good enough. I tell you what, then we fall together. So we rise together, we fall together. Um, but as long as we have a chance, we make sure that we all together, we all together, our supporters, our players, my coaching staff, me in the reading role of my coaching staff, we go together in order to, to show our chest and to show, uh, to show fighting spirit in order to make the impossible possible. And uh, it is still possible for us. It's, it's uh, not easier right now. It's, it's, uh, it's even, even, even a bit more complicated after the first disappointing result. But it's, we have to make sure that this is not like sing sent. It's more like we feel sorry for ourselves. It, it drags ourselves down. No, it's more like we need to get more motivation out of this in order to be there with the next proper result. But I tell you what, it's not like about motivation. It's not on this level. We can't just press a button and say, listen, we just need to have to, to want it more. Yeah? Because Everton professional football players, they play for money. They play for everything. There's not, nothing that uh, they don't have anything to play for. These are top-class players, world-class players um, who are rated with, with millions of pounds. Uh, anyhow, and it's not that easy. We also need to fill this with, with quality and with our best possible game. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, um, but we've got to mention that because I don't think anyone else has so far in the last hour or so. Everton, um, you know, a, a team, well, it just doesn't get any easier, does it, for Norwich City? You, you've talked about all the qualities of all the teams you've played um, so far this season. And, and here comes another one. And, and I'm sure you will have seen the game against Liverpool the other day. A side that, you know, arguably could have won it. They didn't look like they were rusty at all after the break. No, it's uh, it's it's a team of, of top class players. And tell you what, so even if top class players are in their summer holiday, yeah, if you get eleven top players together uh, to play a game, anyhow, and just with their experience, anyhow, they 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 can deliver top, top performances. So, uh, and even right now, so they they are well drilled. So Kali Ancelotti is so experienced; he's won everything. What you can win on uh, on uh, on this level, unbelievable, unbelievable, successful. Uh, world class, world class coach. Uh, Everton as a club has huge potential. It's, it's, I'm pretty sure that one day they will speak about much more than just about like, come on, let's finish in the in the in the top half of the of the table. So this is a team with with this potential and the the potential of the club. Uh, one day they they are fighting back uh, again for for titles. I'm, I'm pretty sure if they if they go their way because they have this potential and they also have this potential within with uh, within the group and you speak about the the injured players who are right now coming back when you see that 
players like Sigurdsson are just coming from the bench at the moment um, or highly praised uh, young players like Moise Keane or whatever. So you think, oh, this is an unbelievable amount of amount of high quality players. And uh, yeah, it will be a huge task. Uh, so it's realistic to say this, but it's not like we're, we're waving the, the white flag. It's more like we go into this game in order, in order to win this game, not only just to draw a game and, and to win one point. We need and want to want to win this game. This is our attitude. Um, I can't I can't promise and predict that we will do this, but um, what I can promise and predict is that uh, my players uh, will give everything what is in them uh, in order to be successful. And then uh, also we need a bit perhaps uh, that Everton is not there with their best performance anyhow. And if this comes together, we definitely. Need to do it.